Romans chapter 4. We're going to ask a question that we talked about Wednesday night. What, would, what could you do if you were not afraid? What could you do if you were not afraid? So that would seem to mean that there are things that we are hesitant to do, or maybe we just won't do them at all, because we are afraid. We don't know how it's going to turn out. Are y'all here this morning? We're not, we don't know how it's going to turn out. And so we don't engage it. We may not resist it, but we don't engage it. And it just kind of slides off. But maybe that was the door. That was the way in to something amazing. If you're not afraid that they can get you, like Pamela just said, you know, there's a man coming up close to you in a parking lot, that can be scary in some places. But if you're not afraid, it's like, I'm not afraid. What could you do? 2023 is the year that we know what to do. Not going to know. Well, that's what we said in 22. But in 23, we say, I know what to do. Let's say it together. I know what to do every day. I know what to do every day. Every day I get up and I know what to do. It doesn't mean that I review it or go through a list or, or, uh, or count it down, but I know that when the turn comes, when I, I, I have to turn in some part of my life, I will always know what to do. I will not be surprised. I will not be double-minded. I'll not say, I wonder what I'm supposed to do. I'll know what to do. And there's a great confidence in your life when you, when you believe that, when you believe I'm on this. I got this. If I'm up and I'm out, devil, you just will, you just will be afraid because I know what to do. Let's read Romans chapter 4. What could you do if you were not afraid? Let's go to verse 17. This is the Abraham account, and it's an amazing account. By the way, did you read Romans 6, 7, and 8 this week out of the Passion? <sighs> It'll set your woods on fire. Hallelujah. As it is written, so it is written somewhere, I have made thee a father of many nations. That, that's in Genesis, isn't it? Even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were. Who against hope, this is Abraham, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. What was spoken? So shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not, he considered not his own body, now dead when he was about a hundred years old. He considered not yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He considered not. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He staggered not, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded, absolutely, totally persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. All he did was an inside thing. It's not like, well, he built this temple and, you know, Solomon built the temple for God and 
He was it was imputed to him for for good things. But here he he had a mind thought or a determination. Something down in his spirit said, I'm going to do this and I won't be talked out of it. So let's ask a question this morning. Do you believe do you believe that God resurrects the dead? Okay. Do you believe that he creates your words, that there's a system in place where when you speak that death and life are in the tongue and what you speak, there's a law in place, there's a system in place where what you say happens. Wow. That's pretty amazing. You know, that's not everybody. You, you have to be you have to be dipped a few times until you finally say, I believe that is. Are you afraid of dying on any day in 2023? Are you afraid? Would you be afraid? Is there a situation where someone came up or carjacked or put a gun to your head or or you were dangling off of a, uh, a raging river on a small rope, a clothesline, and you were afraid of dying in 2023 under any circumstance, an accident or a... Uh, in any certain, are, are you confident that you cannot die in 2023? You believe the word in Psalm 91 that says, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That if you're not satisfied with your life yet, you cannot die in 2023. I mean, you, you go, well, I hadn't thought about it. Well, it's time to think about it. Because from there, you can go to another place. You can't go to the other place until that's there. You cannot live until you're not afraid to die. Because people live, there's all sorts of phobias, and people live with these phobias, arachnophobia, you know, spiders, and, and snakeophobia, and hythophobia, whatever they are, I don't know, but the phobia means the fear of. And so they're afraid, and ultimately, they're afraid of dying. And that just tells you, in you know, another note, that a lot of people don't believe that dying is acceptable, although we all believe it's inevitable. But that dying, I know, I know lots of people, I talk to them, and I, I don't just head up with them, but kind of go around the back door and come in and surprise them and find out from them that they really are afraid of dying, even though they're born again and have been born again for 75 years. And you go, what's up? What's up that you are afraid to die when heaven has been well described and it's our only hope after we've lived a life is that we are going to a place promised. He said, uh, 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 I go and prepare a place for you. Why? That where I am there ye may be also. He, he's like, I don't want to be without you. So he wants to be with us. That's why he sent Holy Spirit. He wants to be with us now. So a lot of people are afraid of dying. So I'm going to ask you, are you afraid of dying on any day in 23? Is there any day you would say, well, this could happen? And I'm, we're being real careful because we don't want that to happen. And, you know, statistically, the wrecks and the heart attacks and the cancer and the, and the whatever, the whatever, and it's all over. That affects me because I could be one of them. Do you ever listen to the side effects of, certain drugs on TV. 
I mean, you want to watch a scary movie, watch the commercials. <laughs> it's like, you could die of everything with this drug. Take another one. Are you afraid? Do you think it could happen? Could it happen? Could it happen? You got you to decide. You got to decide right now. Let's just say, because I want to go somewhere with this, that we are arrested with the possibility that we don't have a conviction, a persuasion, a I know in my knower, I will be here on December 31st and I will be in good health and I'll have my mind. That no weapon formed against me can prosper. With long life, well, we hadn't done it yet. We, you, I can tell you, everybody in this room, you have not run your race or finished your course. So are we sure? Can we notch that one and say, I will be here? In other words, if your birthday's on the 30th, you're telling everybody, this is what I want for my birthday. Be sure and wrap it up pretty. Are you sure? You will be here. You will be here at the end of this year. It changes everything when you really believe it. If you take that fear of what could happen on, every, on any day, because statistics are everywhere, aren't they terrible? But they're talking about a different kind of people than you. They're talking about people that don't believe God raised from the dead and calls things that be not as though they were. So number two, I'd ask you, are you afraid of something being so dead or so done or so out of reach that it cannot be restored? This would be calling things that be not. Do you believe in absolute resurrection power? Not necessarily you, but if something, your finances or somebody in your life being beyond resurrection, in other words, everything in your life has got a Lazarus on it. I'm bringing you back. And I may not be there for three days, but I will bring you back. So there's some absolutes. Oh, yeah, Jesus is Lord. I'm going to heaven. It's all good. But then we have these other things that belie and contradict that, that we're really in faith about the concept or the 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 idea of it, but actually we got some addendums that we don't believe. Uh, so if you, number one, if, if, uh, if you're going to live this whole year, that's where you would say I am. If you're going to live this whole year, how many, so we're into month, so there's 60 days off of 365. Okay, so there's 300 days left. I'm going to live every one of them. I'm going to get up at least 300 more days this year, and I'm going to go to bed 300 nights this year. And if anything that's in your life that you count precious, that you, call, that you count under your domain, can be touched by heaven. In other words, you, you can reach anything that's in your life. You may, not, you may not can halt them making guns in China, nuclear things in Russia, but anything in your dominion, you absolutely have the authority 
to change it. These are absolutes. It's like, well, I don't know if we have that much power. Well, then you need to know what your, the word is, jurisdiction is. You need to know how far you can go in your life. Can, can you stop a cough? Can you stop your, your children being sick? Can you stop uh, someone firing you at your job? What can you do? What is under your domain? What do you have authority? We need to know. Can the devil do anything he wants to? Can God do anything you want him to? I had never thought about that. It's time to think about that. We're in the last of the last days, according to some, including me. I, I, whatever that is. So here's the question that said all that to say this. Would you take a risk to do something you've never done if you knew you were going to be here every day and you knew that everything in your jurisdiction, whatever that is, small or great, you could raise it from the dead. You could change it. You could bring it back. If all your stock went belly up and that's all you had, could you be a man or a woman that says, I'll be back in 60 days because that's who I am. I, it's not something I did. It's who I am because that's who I am. That's what I do, not what I did. Well, why would a tither believe anything different than that? Why would a tither says, I don't know what we're going to do. You need to quit tithing. Well, at River Church, just keep it coming till you can come into faith. That's what we say. Hallelujah. <laughs> How about that? Y'all hadn't thought about that, obviously. But yeah, we all ought to think about that. We ought to come to some resolve. We ought to tie something off and say, this is how it is, and it won't be different. And right there, you block the devil out. You block out happenstance, just the things that are in this world, natural laws. People think, well, God controls the weather. No, he controlled the patterns of the weather. He made, air, he made hot air rise and cold air sink. He made low pressure. High pressure moves to low pressure. He, you know, he made static electricity and lightning and all that. He makes all that and then the world just turns and it just happens. And if you don't control it, if you don't intervene, that's how it's going to be. God didn't send a storm to you, but that's what's in the weather system. It rains on the just and the just unjust alike, doesn't it? It's not like uh, the devil did this or whatever. Well, I mean, he, he's, he's going to aim all he can, but he really, he really doesn't have that. But if I say to stop, even though cold air is, uh, cold air is dropping and warm air is rising and, and low pressure is moving across and a squall line, it's all going to do what it's going to do unless I intervene. But when I intervene, I come in with jurisdiction over that and I change it and it does what I say. And then after it's through going past Columbus, Mississippi and Tuscaloosa and Northport, after it's through going past us, Y'all better get in faith over there in Atlanta. Hallelujah. <laughs> Y'all better do something because it's a coming. See, that's how it works. If you don't know that, then you're always thinking, what's God doing? And what's the devil doing? He, God, God had the right to do it any way he wanted to. So he did it the way he wanted to. And then he established those laws. And that's how it is. He doesn't have the sun come up early or late one day because he He's messing with it. It is set and he can't change it, even though he can do anything. Supposedly, he doesn't change that. 
So verse 18, we're, we're in here. Let's, we're talking about what could you do if you were not afraid? You might do more if you were not afraid. Do you reckon fear is a factor in what we do? In other words, be careful. We don't be careful because it's a limiter. It's, it's be careful means I won't charge right. I just won't charge in because I'm, that'd be dangerous. That'd be unsmart. It would be foolish. So I, I got to be careful. Well, a careful life, look, you've heard this. They polled those centenarians, people that are 100 years old. And they said, what would you do different? And they all said we would take more risk. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. So we're on the wild side. If you can't be killed, if you can't lose your life, if you can't be wiped out for whatever time you say, and everything that goes south, so to speak, can be spoken to like Lazarus and resurrected, then we would do things that we haven't been willing to do. In other words, there's doors opening and opportunities coming that we have passed on because it looked dangerous. It looked harmful. It looked like it could take us out. And we've all heard the stories of the world getting taken out. The world meaning anybody that doesn't believe that. So verse 18 says, who against hope believed in hope. What's that mean? Well, who against natural hope, a rationale, a computation, according to natural law. The natural law is, is if you have $20 in the bank and you write a $30 check and wait three days, someone's calling. Because the natural law is you have overdrawn your account and they don't like it, except they get to charge you $39.50 for, for that. And it was, uh, it was a good interest rate for them. But that is natural law in our, in our life. Is that right? Isn't that how it works? So that would be natural hope. You figure stuff out. But what if you had natural hope? It says here, who against natural hope. So he threw natural hope out of the way because he knew something that was higher and more dependable and that he had a conviction about that went against be careful. That went against, you, you know how this is going to end up. He said, who against hope believed in something else. He believed in supernatural hope. The supernatural hope was God's promise. Amen. Now, Matthew 17, 20. Let me just read this to you. Barry will put it up. I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, so maybe that means little faith. Or maybe it just means everyday faith. Ye shall say unto this mountain. So there's a particular specific mountain. Remove thence to yonder place. That's, that's what you would say into the mountain. Remove thence to yonder place. When's the last time you got up and said remove thence to yonder place? <laughs> Oh, that's not good English. And it shall remove and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Let's first person that. And nothing shall be impossible to me. Let's say it again. 
and nothing shall be impossible to me. Now, what does that mean? I mean, we just skim right over this impossible to possible stuff. We just we just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go on to get some verses that'll help me. But why would you? What if this was true? What if this was the truth that nothing shall be impossible to me? What if nothing, nothing, nothing like no thing shall be impossible to me? Well, I'm going to have a different posture. I'm going to have a different attitude. I'm not going to be careful about anything because nothing is impossible to me. What if that was true? What if he was speaking to you and to me and said, I'm telling you, this is how it is and it won't be different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. We get it. You just put it in there for whatever reason, for literary enhancement. What if it was true? You would be changed if that was in you like it was in Abraham. We would be changed if we if we had a genie three wish mentality. And I am not. This is that's demonic. So I'm not going there. But I mean, that's the world that says you'd have three wishes and whatever they are. The first thing you should do for your first wish is say, I want 100 more wishes. <laughs> How come they all miss that? Am I the only one that knows that? So. Uh, nothing shall be impossible to you. You'll say to the mountain, remove thence from yonder and go to yonder place. So it's talking rhetorically about our life and the challenges there that we all have in the world. You shall have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. He gave you the answer for it. But we just skip past that. We, we concentrate on the size of the mustard seed and we talk about the mountain and everything. But, but that's what he said. Whatever it is, however you distill that, that's what he said. Life is a breeze. We talked this morning in prayer about my yoke is easy. The Lord Jesus said, my yoke is easy. What if we believe that? And that everything that came up that wasn't easy, that wasn't under our jurisdiction, that wasn't under our control, we stopped and said, I got to gather up here. I got to put my finger on the no rain button or whatever. We're not nearly as supernatural as we are. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So we must be thinking that it's different than what God says it is. So we're living naturally. We're living worldly. We're living as the culture lives. And we don't bump over that except occasionally. Occasionally, and we'll testify. Well, it bumped up just a little bit. We got a little ease over here and woo-hoo, woo-hoo. When actually we should have our finger on the no rain button. I know you, I knew you'd like this. Matthew 19, 26 says, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Wow. Mark 9, 23 says, if thou canst believe. All things are possible to him that believeth. Now, y'all. He, he didn't say, if you can walk on molten glass for a quarter of a mile, then we're going to grant you some special attaboy privileges. We're going to say, yes, sir, you earned it. But what if he just said, if you can believe? 
I, I can't do the glass thing, but I can do the believing thing. Say, I can. Uh, we can. We can. I can do that. Why don't I? Why don't we? Why? Why is that something that we don't stop and say, whoa, boss, we we got us a key here that unlocks everything. And my life will be so changed, kind of like lottery winning, winning change. Would, would y'all be telling it in testimony time? Just want to I just want to testify one hundred thousand dollars this weekend. I found the ticket. It was in the parking lot, of course, and we didn't buy that thing, but I found it, and so it was okay. And so wouldn't we say, that's a good testimony here? We're going to pass out $1,000 bills at church. Just a little hint there. If you don't know what to do, I'm telling you. But we, we would say, that's life-changing, but this is life-changing. More than that is life-changing. There's motives involved. There's faith involved. There's things. And so because there's a criteria or a system that we have to do to invoke it, sometimes we just say, well, that's off the table for me because I'm not Kenneth Copeland and I'm not Brother Hagen and I'm not Jerry Savelle and I'm not Jesse Duplantis or whoever you think can do that. Therefore, and then it's what follows therefore that messes you up. Therefore, it's as if this verse did not exist. So why do we ever have troubles? With this scripture in here, why would you ever have troubles? Why would you ever have troubles if all things are, are possible to him who believes and it's impossible to man, but all things are possible with God? Why, why do we ever have a trouble that lasts more than a day and a half? It's like, well, I was written for somebody else. Is that how churches and Christians act? Absolutely. That was written for another time. It doesn't apply now. Well, it's something to do with the Greek and it doesn't really mean what it says and or that's for some folks, but not me. So he said, uh, uh, what did he say? Uh, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him to believe. And then in Romans chapter 10, he said, I will give you the faith to believe. Lord, I thought I had to come up with that. And, and, you know, mountains are obviously going to take a lot of faith. Never mind that he said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard, you can say to the mountain, oh, I, I thought that would work. My argument about got to have great faith to move a mountain is going to take mountain moving faith. Yeah, that would be mustard. We're just having a heart to heart this morning. God will give you his faith because he said faith cometh or literally ariseth by hearing. You mean not through walking on molten glass and swimming every sea? And, and, no, it, it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the God kind of faith comes from hearing the God kind of word. So what are we saying? Oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? It's just tough. It's. Oh, the world's acting terrible in there. They're saying bad things and they're doing things in school and Russia's acting naughty. And what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And it's like, ah, I got my finger on the no rain button. So what do I care? What do I care? Wake up, Michael. Wake up, River Church. We don't have any troubles. 
You don't have any troubles. I said, you don't have any troubles. You don't have any troubles. You're like, oh, I got troubles. No, you don't have any troubles. You just need faith in God. That means you, you ought to go read the word, believe the word, meditate it until you believe it. How, how much, how will I know that I believe it? When I believe I can do it. When I believe I have it. Faith has it. And if you are saying it's coming or we're waiting on the manifestation or God's in control, then you don't have it. So you need to go back and read the word and meditate it. And, but you can if you will. Verse 19. I, can, I could say I could stay here. Verse 18. Who ho against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. What was the father of many nations? Well, it was that which was spoken. Oh, so he believed, he believed, he believed that which was spoken. So faith comes by hearing. Faith arises by hearing and hearing by the word. The, the word cometh is in italics. And faith is the reason that's not absolutely true is because when you got born again, you got the God kind of faith put down inside of you. But it's just sitting there like a battery in a car. And until you put a charge on it, until you put something in it, you can't get anything out of it. So we, we hear, we hear, and it arises. It doesn't come. It's not, that's not when the battery gets put in the car. It's not when you get it, but it arises. It's in there by, by being the new birth. Got the God kind of faith at the new birth. But it arises. It's activated, he said, by speaking to the mountain. So in verse 19, uh, and not being weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, not being weak in faith. So weak faith considers their body, their money, their situation, their job place or their their children uh, or their whatever life is. Weak in faith considers. So what have you been considering? Just. Stop right now and just access the last three to seven days and think about what you've been talking about. Think about what you've been not just saying, well, I wonder how this is going to turn out. I wonder how that's going to turn out. Jesus said, take no anxious thought saying. So what have you been thinking about? What have you been talking about? That's what you are Staggering about. Maybe, maybe you're just looking at the angle. How should we address this with our faith and all that? So it's not necessarily a negative. But if you're going two and three and six weeks on it, it's a negative. You got a, a car that you can't afford or a house that you can't afford or a, a, a college. Uh, you're sending somebody through college on your dime and and all of a sudden, this, that, and the other, whatever, whatever, we ought to be speaking to the mountain. Because the solution's in the word. Oh, what's God going to do? I don't know what to do. Wonder what. He already told us. Well, we're looking for specifics. Well, he said, put your problem there where it says mountain. And speak to the problem like it was a mountain. And tell it, adios, you gots to go. This is a good lesson for everybody. 
to just stop and say, oh, this river's got out of its banks. We, we got to get this thing back in the banks because we're, we're forgetting the vital and the, and the simple. So verse 19, he said, uh, he staggered not at the promise of God, but was strong in faith. In other words, he was carrying the promise of God. Now, here's the question. Are we carrying the promise? Because the promise is the only thing that holds every situation up. When it says he staggered not at the promise, it meant he was carrying the promise. He wasn't stumbling over the promise saying, well, I know it says that, but, you know, you know, I don't know of anybody that's done that before. Did you know in the Old Testament it talks about the guy, the, the, the school of the prophets, and he was, they were all whacking on some trees by the river, and the axe head flew into the water, and the, and the guy said, oh, master, it was a borrowed axe. And the prophet just took a little stick, and it says he took the stick, and I don't know exactly how it went, but just the word. He wiggled it over the water, and it said the iron did swim. Now, when's the last time you went to physics class and they said, sometimes this happens. Sometimes the iron just rises up out of water and just wiggles over to this. You never heard it. Nobody's ever heard it, but it's in the Bible. So he staggered not at the promise. Wouldn't you say anything's possible if you can get an axe head to swim to you out of the river? I thought that's hilarious, and I don't know what y'all are thinking. Hallelujah. But he staggered not at the promise of God. That is the recipe to cook this cake. You want to cook this cake? You want to say, we eat fine in my faith life. We do fine. We cook the cake. We stagger not at the promise. Well, I'm, I'm staggering. Well, then I go and I get my faith to arise by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Maybe we're doing more, spending more time thinking about the mountain than we are about the promise. Could, could I get a, oh me. <laughs> okay. I don't know if y'all are mad at me or not. I'm, I'm just going to keep going. So we got to find the promise. We got to meditate the promise. How? Until we believe the promise. How do you know if you believe it? Because you, 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 yeah, you act on it. You do what having does. You have it. You don't have it if it's coming. I'm in faith about this arm. It's broke, but I, you know, I believe it's coming. No, you don't have it. You got to go back until you say, my arm's fine. My money's fine. My body's fine. I am out of debt. I'm out of debt. You go, what does that mean? I, it means I'm out of debt. I'm staggering not at the promise of God. Where it says, oh man, no one but to love. Well, you know, it's in Romans. It's in there somewhere. Hallelujah. So remember Joseph, the, the man Joseph, he carried this dream. What kind of weird dream was that where the sheaths bowed down and the, and the stars bowed down? And what kind of dream was that? Could you could you go to the end of your life and become the prime minister of Egypt and save all God's people by a sheaf? Yeah, sheaf, a sheaf dream where they're all stacked up around and they all bowed down? How, how long you could go? Well, through the weekend. Well, he went 20, 30 years. Well, however long till he got to be 
He was in the prison. And then he was in the prison 15, 20 years, whatever. Long time, long time. The word says we've not suffered to the shedding of blood yet. Your long time might not be long time. When you have it, time is a non-factor. Faith is not a regarder of time. I wish this thing would hurry up. Well, you hadn't got it then because faith has it. There's nothing out there coming. You got it. I am healed. Just want you to know I'm healed. Just want you to know it happened. I've got it. It's done. It's finished. It's over. Just want you to know that on February 26, the Lord touched me and that was the end of it. Gideon went up the hill with 1%. Now, I don't know if I'd go up the hill against the Midianites. They were a kind of a mean people. They really didn't care about your kids and your grandkids at home. They just chopped your head off. So he had 33,000. He culled them back by 22 and then culled them back from 10. And he went up the hill with 300 boys. And did he go up there with... Uh, 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 what kind of missiles do we have now? Did he go up there with all of them? No, he went up there with a pitcher and a candle in it. <laughs> Mighty man. I'm coming up the hill. Y'all be ready. I'm coming up the hill. I've got these Lance, Lancer missiles and I've got these, these pitcher. Got the candle in it burning. Nobody can see it. And at the top of the hill... 300 men knocked out the front of the pitcher and said, here we come. And all the Midians went, they've got those Lancer nuclear missiles and whatever they are. Uh, we got to get, and so they went down the other hill. Oh, God can do that. Ah, oh, that's, that's against hope. He believed in hope. God wants River Church to be supernatural. He doesn't care if we're big or little. He doesn't care if we go out witnessing. He doesn't care if we got a steeple on our church and stained glass in every window. He doesn't care if, if our fellowships are the best there was and we had, we had a big party. He doesn't care, no care. He wants us living days of heaven on earth. That's all. So whatever it takes. Well, whatever it takes is we may have to eliminate a few churchy things and get straight to it. Because if the more churchy things, and I mean carnal things, liturgical things, religious things, the more you abide of that, the more you get easy with that. And so it's practically like you got to be Green Beret or, or uh, uh, SEAL Team 6. You just, you just practically have to just cut it all off and just say, we're not going to do any of it. We're not, but I'm just, you kind of have to have a, uh, we got our pictures and we're going up the hill. Amen. Did you know Abram, Abraham and Sarah had a child and, and the old man was a hundred? I don't know if y'all have read any biology books, but, uh, or seen any geriatrics in the assisted living home. And they, 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 you go in there and they said, shh, the babies are sleeping. That's not what they're telling you. They're, they'll tell you the wheelchairs are sleeping. So 
I tell you, River Church, that we're going to, it's possible that we're going to have to carry this generation by ourselves. We won't, but we have to act like we are. We have to act like I'm the 1%. We're not saying we're the 1%. We're not saying anybody's not as good and powerful and wonderful. We're not comparing. But if nobody else shows up, we have to do it. We have to do it with nobody shows up. We, we want them all to show up. Get filled with the Holy Ghost and get, get, a, get the anointing of God, the blessing of God in you to heal the sick and just be a buzzsaw. Wherever you go, you just chop all the junk up and here they come. But if nobody does, you have to look around and say, you know, there was 33,000 of us when we started and now there's 300 of us. And we all had... AR-15s and AK-47s and we all had all this stuff, but now we got, see my clay pitcher? <laughs> I drew a flower on the front of it so I'd know which side to. It doesn't matter if anybody else shows up. We are responsible. Say, that's me. That's it. Because we don't care. We're just going to do our job. So if, if a thousand people show up just like us or we're just like them and we say, I'm going to do my job. There's a thousand of us. Or if nobody else shows up and you go, well, there's this many of us. It doesn't change anything. We're still just going to do our job. I believe the Lord wants an intervention in River Church. And so I'm going to I'm going to bring it this morning. I'm just going to see what happens. Mark 11:24, And then we'll this is my last scripture. Mark eleven twenty four, Look at that. It's 22 till. I still owe you eight minutes from the other night. Just try to get it back. Just try. It says in verse 24, the Lord Jesus, after saying, speak to the mountain, say to the mountain, be thou removed, does not doubt in his heart, but believeth those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Then he said, therefore, I say to you, because of that, I can say this. Therefore, I say to you, what things soever ye desire. That'd be up to me, wouldn't it? That'd be up to me. You may not desire it. I may not, I may not have a full grasp of what you have. But it's up to me. What things soever ye desire when ye pray. So there's a proclamation there. There's a declaration there. There's a decreeing a thing there. It's up to me. It's like, well, God, God, whatever God wants to do, he's in control. No, it says I'm in control of this particular aspect, this little slice of life. I'm in control. It won't be better than what I say it is. It won't be better than what I say. If, if I declare I'm the tail and not the head, I'm below and not above. <laughs> Bless God, you're a you're a you're a low located tail. <laughs> Okay, here's what I, this is what I saw yesterday. Bless the Lord. We're, we're going to, now, I'll just tell you, this is up to you. This is up to me. You can get, you can, you can go to the water bucket and you can dip you out a teaspoon of it and say, ooh, that's good water. Or you can go in there and say, I want the whole bucket and just, just lift it up and put your little mouth around the whole rim of it. Make it where nobody else wants to follow you. Hallelujah. Drink the whole thing. It'd be up to you, but, uh, 
I, I put a date on these yellow cards and the date is June 1st. That's the date I got. Do what you want, but you do well to stick with this program. And what we're going to do this morning is you're going you're gonna to take a supernatural leap of faith today. We're going to decree a thing, and it's going to be established in us, and the light's going to shine on our ways. We're going to put words to whatsoever things we desire. We're going to pray. We're going to decree. You are, not me, not us. We're not going to all do this in unison, because when everybody's involved, nobody's involved. It's you. And if you say, I don't want to do this, then just, just say amen at the end of the service, and we'll, we'll all go to the car and go to Arby's. Doesn't matter. This is up to you. This is an opportunity. This is, there's nails in the pouch and we're going to give you a hammer and you, you do with it what you want. Figure out what's already in you that's beyond natural hope. If you're paying off your house, you've got a 30-year deal on it. Or if you've got a car, you've got a six-year deal on it. Whatever you, but it's not bothering you. I tell you the stories of people that uh, go down uh, people go down to minister to the sick and there'll be somebody in a wheelchair and they'll say, darling, what can Jesus do for you? And they say, well, I don't hear very good out of this ear. Be healed in Jesus name. Oh, that did it. That did it. And they start wheeling off. Well, wait, ma'am, isn't there anything else you need? No, I'm good. And you go, that can't be. It's, it, that is how it is. So what if we described you and said, this is what you need to believe for. We, you may not be in faith about it at all. So you're going to write down on this card, not, not now, but I've already put the date on the back. And I'm going to have you come up this morning and I'm going to lay hands on you as a point of release so that you can say on March 5th, 2023, I believed I received when I prayed. Now, the what goes on the card, and you will go back and put something on the card It'll be simple. It will not be long. It will not be elaborate uh, details. No, no details. You'll just say paid for car or you'll say uh, joints healed. Which joints? You're going you're gonna to put something down there, Chron something chronic, I would assume. I'm just suggesting you put something that wasn't yesterday's boo-boo but it's been something that's been going on that you hadn't conquered, you hadn't got a hold of, you haven't dominated, but it's time to stop and go up the hill with our pitcher and say, this is the day. When, when's it gonna, when are you going to have it? It's not open-ended. June 1st, 2023. Now, do what you want. There's no accountability in this except I'm asking you that between now and probably next Sunday, after you've meditated whatever you write down here, you call someone and say, just want you to know that on March 5th, 2023, I believed I received when I prayed and this happened. I have this. Not like, I, I'm praying and it's coming and someday and I hope it does. It's like, nope, I got it. It's, this is yours. You can believe for the missing Scrabble piece that fell under the couch somewhere. And we'll say, bless your heart. 
or you can believe for all sorts of things. Something chronic would be in the healing realm, I would think. You don't have anything chronic? Oh, praise God. Yeah. But get rid of it. Financially, it'd be something that would be beyond natural hope. In other words, if you've got a payment plan and it's supposed to come by, it's supposed to finish up naturally, th that's not what this, this is. Y'all get what I'm saying? We're going to step over with mustard seed faith and we're going to say to the mountain, hey, yo, mountain, get out of the way. Get, be cast away. And we're going to see the power of God. We're going to put our finger on the no rain button. And that's how it'll be. When I say the rain comes, that's when it comes. I mean, I, about me. You is, is you. You just have a, bless God, I got this. And if you don't have it, go home and meditate it. Write it down what's in your heart, what you really want, and then go home and find a promise. Oh, by his stripes I was healed. Well, I may have to read that a hundred times a day for three weeks, for six weeks. Because I've never put it in, put it in, put it in till when people came by and saw me, I painted it on so thick they said, oh, I see that you are in faith about healing. And you hadn't opened your mouth. It could be somebody that's in your family that needs to be born again. This is about you. And don't be putting multiple things on there. Don't be, don't be listing. Don't be getting greedy with your faith and say, ah, because you won't get any of them. One thing, we can do this again. In other words, you can do this again. But we're going to do it one time together, and we're going to have an expiration date. So what is that? March, April, and May. That's almost 90 days. I can do it. I've got me a card and I got me some things wrote down or a thing wrote down and it's, it's kind of like it's bothering me so I'm going to get rid of it. But nobody's pushing you. Nobody's pushing me. Nobody's saying, yeah, you know, if you don't get this done, we're going to fire your little self. Nobody's saying anything to you or me. It's just something that in the world we all just put up with. So would you stand up this morning? Barry's going to put on some sweet music.